Welcome to From the Peak with hosts Howie Outerbridge and Peter Sonier, where innovators, leadership gurus, and plain old awesome people are interviewed to hear how they have gained clarity in their lives and improved their view from the peak. Hello there, and welcome to episode two, season three of From the Peak. And today I'm joined by Anjali Lata, who who I affectionately refer to as a radiant force of positive energy. She's a mom, she's a spouse, she's a proud fellow SFU kinesiology graduate, she's an athlete and a devoted friend. She is a woman who really doesn't need any introduction. But I'll introduce you to Anjali. Anjali, how are you doing today? Oh, wow, Howie. That is quite the intro. Uh, I hope I can rise to the occasion. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. I mean, I, I always look forward to our conversations. We've had we've had a few over, over the last year, last few years. And I honestly, I always sort of look forward to chatting with you. I always find it's quite selfish, but I come away just invigorated. And I do feel like my solar panels have been fully charged up by your energy. So yeah, it's always good to to have a conversation with you. I enjoy our time together too, Howie. And now that I know that you love it so much, I might start charging you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, we've just, we've just solved the whole problem, right? Like you just, (laughs) there we go. Um, but hey, I will say, you know, one of the other things I always look forward to is learning new words from you. So I'll just remind you that this is a G-rated show. My 15-year-old daughter, she does the, the post-production work for us. So we do have to keep it G-rated. I hope you're okay with that. Um, yes, I will. I will do my best. Um, the job search uh, process that we're going to talk about is quite F-bomb worthy, but I will keep it edited <laughs> for our general audience. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about just how how important this topic is, especially for the, a lot of the clients that we have come through the Logan programs, right? These are people that they show up to work and they are unexpectedly let go and they are now in the market looking for work and it's, it's really stressful. So, um, it's great to have you on the show. And really that's what we're, we're focusing in on is sort of what you've learned, how you're doing. Um, and I want to start with a question about the, you know, the traditional job search, which is really taking, um, finding jobs that are posted on a a board or on Indeed or LinkedIn and then applying for them. So tell me or tell us like what conclusions have you come about the air quotes, traditional job search? So (laughs) um, before I get into this, because it's quite a ringer, uh, I want to uh, start with a caveat that this is my personal experience and uh, everyone's experience is different. Uh, And for some people, um, job searching this way could be quite effective and it could work. Um, But for me, um, I found it to be completely exhausting, uh, time consuming, uh, demoralizing, defeating. And uh, to be honest, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than continue to apply for jobs the same way. So <laughs> that that gives you a little bit of an insight into how I'm feeling about the situation. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there's other people uh in the same boat too. And um 
I want to let them know that the job search process has become a bit of a three ring circus. Uh, sometimes I just would, would sing that circus tune as, as I was applying for yet another job online that required me to input my resume, also input the same information into a portal like Workday, also um, answer pages of questions uh, about my gender or, or, or if I was a veteran or, or yeah. anything of that nature, uh, record my voice, submit a video to answer a question um, and answer pages of questions about my strengths and weaknesses and the impact that I would have to the organization. And the list goes on and on and on. These applications would take upwards of an hour. And honestly, yeah. uh, I, I'm not sure, does anyone read these? And then they want you to also attach a cover letter, like how much nonsense does someone need to read, if any? Um, and you know what, doing it, I realized after, after months is like throwing spaghetti against the wall. There's, there's no return on investment. In fact, it just digs you further into a hole uh, of being like, I'm putting all of this effort and energy out there and, and I'm getting nothing back. And I think my answers are clever. Uh, I, I, I think that I'm putting some effort into customizing all of this. Um, but, but you know what? No, it was, it was, I was coming up, I was coming up blank. So um, I've, I've had some success though, I would say somewhat. Um, I've revamped my resume multiple times with the help of, of Logan. Thank you so much to you and to Gail. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and you know what? There is some value in making sure that the documents that you're putting out there are current and they do really speak to your strengths and they are positioned in a way that really highlight transferable skills. So um, I do, I did notice that once I made some tweaks to my resume and I, I did make some updates, it got a little bit more online traction. Uh, and so that was rewarding and that that did really help. Um, but at the same time, you're still just starting as a, a fish in a large pond where mm -hmm. no one really knows who you are and all they're looking at is that piece of paper. Um, funny story, um, I applied for a job online, uh, actually two positions within a company. Uh, one was more senior, one was more junior. And um, I got a call from a recruiter for the more junior role, but not for the more senior one. Uh, and so when I spoke to the recruiter, I said, oh, you know what, I'm actually, I applied for both of these roles. I'm really interested in the other one. And she's like, oh, okay, sure. I'll, I'll talk to the other recruiter about that. Heard nothing. Meanwhile, I had a friend who knew the recruiter, the more senior recruiter for the role, and is like, oh, I'm going to connect you um, uh, over LinkedIn. Connected me over LinkedIn, and, and she called me right away. And online, I was actually uh, denied. I was uh, rejected for the job uh, of, uh, of that senior role. Wow. But once I knew the recruiter, I actually went all the way through the interview process. Wow. So it just I was rejected once for the job and got through uh, through multiple interviews for the same job through two different ways, which is mind blowing. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah, you know, it is really crazy. And you know, what's so funny as we were talking about, hey, what's who's going to be the ideal um, listener for this podcast? And it's not just someone who's who wants to. Uh, you know, learn what you've learned, but it's also the HR manager, director, people that are are the champions of these searches, right? So listening and hearing how frustrating and demoralizing it is for you to upload a ton of content in a bunch of different ways, multiple times, and just not really feeling like you're getting any traction or when you're applying for multiple roles in one organization, that there's nothing connecting you within that organization. So that just leads it leads to frustration on your part. And, you know, again, for a lot of people that are under financial stress and they need to land a role quickly, they're just 
but they're not feeling like they're getting any sort of traction with this traditional search. It's, it's again, it grab the fork and stick it in your eye. A hundred percent. And yeah. you know what? I, I went through the job search process in two phases. I went through it while I was employed. Uh, and I have to say that was really tough because I was in a, a pretty toxic work situation. I was, it was okay. pretty negative. And so like, you know, bolstering the energy to then put into the job search whilst like coping with sort of a, a negative work situation was like double whammy hard. Right. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very thankful my situation. Um, my husband was like, I understand what you're going through. Um, if you need to quit so that you can focus on this and also just, you know, take some time for yourself to get yourself in a better headspace and do what you got to do. Uh, and so I was very thankful to be able to have that because you know, taking a break, you know, and, and being in that headspace of like, okay, I'm now focusing on me. I'm not having to work, you know, worry about this sort of negative energy cloud that's over me. Uh, and I'm really going to put my best foot forward. Um, not everybody has that luxury. And so I'm, I'm very thankful yeah. for that privilege. Um, but I do know that being in a proper headspace is really a big part uh, of that application process and of networking and talking to the recruiter, even that first call, right? It's you, you have really only a few seconds to make a great first impression um, and you gotta be on. And if if you're not feeling like that in, in your life, it's really hard to put that out there to the world because you can, you can smell when something is inauthentic, right? When it's disingenuous. And so yeah. I, I was aware of that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, um, you know, you think about, say, an actor who's going for an interview or going for, um, you know, they they want a part. So they're reading for a part. They don't get it. They have to read for the part the next day. Different part. They don't get it. And it happens over and over and over again. So, you know, you you, you start to feel like, okay, it's me. It's um, right. You get down. And it sounds like you have you have great people in your corner. But, you know, there must have been times you know, when you pull the fork out of your eye and you're like, how do I, how do I keep going? So how did you stay positive during those, during those lows? So there are many different strategies when it comes to job searching. And I I have to say, I pivoted multiple times on my approach from the, okay, I want to be in this sector. I'm going to just, you know, I've never had this job title before. It's not on my resume. I'm still going to apply for it anyway, because I know I can do it, but the bots and the HR people don't. So that, that, that strategy went out the window. Um, and then, you know what, I read Steve Dalton's book, uh, who advocates about the two hour job search about really trying to find companies or organizations you want to work for, and then trying to find internal advocates um, within those companies to try to refer you. And I gave that a try. Um, and that was somewhat successful. But at the end of the day, sometimes these big companies that are out there, they have an idea, like you said, of the actor that they have in mind that they want to play the part. And even if yeah. you know you can do it and you could, um, you know, figure it out and, and you're smart and you're scrappy, it still doesn't matter because they, they've got that ideal role you know, that they know that they want to cast. And so again, that gets you down, right? So you're like, what do I need? I need a strategy that's actually, like you said, going to keep me positive. Um, and so yeah. I really just focused on some of the advice that you've given me, you know, like using your network. And when I started to connect with people, just to connect me with other good people that they knew, not people that were hiring, not people that were really necessarily, you know, in a position to hire, but just other good people, either in industries or in sectors that I was interested in, then that's when stuff started to happen. And that's when I started to have 
good Amazing. conversations, some good coffee meetings, um, stuff that led into something else. Someone that was like, oh, yes, I can connect you to so-and-so, but I'm not doing this. But someone else is. And it was all organic and it was all you know, driven not by my resume. It was driven by me and, and my personality and the connections mm. that I made with people. Um, so that definitely helped those, those experiences. But as I was searching for the job, as you know, I was, I was jobless. I needed to have some structure, you know, like having some routine in your day, in your life definitely, you know, enables you to, to be like, okay, I'm working, I'm taking a break, I'm focusing, I'm, I'm, you know, taking a little time out. And so I needed that routine. So fitness is a really big part of my life. Um, making sure that I stayed active, you know, those natural endorphins are essential. Um, as well as, you know what, I continue to educate myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I took, I had the opportunity to take this really amazing uh, digital leadership transformation class at SFU. Uh, and so doing that class every week sort of held me accountable to having to stay on top of reading current articles and information, and then also networking with other people in class. And also realizing that my value was there when I was having these discussions, you know, like I had something, I had something valuable to say yeah, and, it, and it resonated with people. So all of those things, you know, the, the fitness, the, the regular check-ins with friends, the, the coffee meetings, the networking was all super, super helpful. Um, and then as I, as I got further down the process and I started to just get bitter at the stupidity of, of the whole situation, I started writing really nasty responses to all of the rejection emails that I would get. And this started to get really fun. <laughs> Just nasty stuff. <laughs> Where I was just, and it made me feel so great to just get it off my chest. And then thank God I deleted them before I pressed send. But you know what? You needed to sometimes get that stuff that's in your head out. Uh, I read this book called Stop Overthinking. Really, really helpful for just getting out of the negative self-talk um, mm. habit that some of us can get in, that downward spiral. And so by getting that negative stuff out, telling these people to go, you know, pound sand, um, it really, really helped. Um, and on the flip side, I started journaling positive messages to myself. Like I wrote Amazing. things that were like, you yeah. know, you got this. And you know what? You're, you know, I wrote my own strengths down, what I truly loved doing. Um, I read a lot uh, and reading really helped. Uh, I read a couple of great books. One of them is called Work Plus Love. Mm. Um, highly recommend Marcus Buckingham. Great book. Um, another one that I loved, Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear, really great. I would recommend those two to anybody uh, in, a, in a job search mode or not. Um, and you know what? It took, it took a, probably a good three, three months to realize I was not the problem. I was just applying for the wrong jobs at the wrong companies with the wrong people. Um, but I had to get there on my own. <laughs> yeah. It took time. Yeah. You know, one thing that, um, and this wasn't a question that we talked about before the podcast, but it comes up with a lot of the clients that I work with, right? They know that they need to be out there talking to people. They know about the hidden, what the hidden job market is, but they really feel, they feel kind of wounded. They feel like their confidence is being rocked. And the last thing that they want to do is sign up for a course and go be with a bunch of people that they've never met before. So what, how do you like what do you say to someone who you know what they you you they need to be doing but they're just not in that headspace yet um you know what baby steps you know what is a good place to to learn without actually having to interact with other people is linkedin learning there's right. a ton of courses out there and i mean linkedin is always throwing them in your face you know <laughs> if you want to help on your job search take this course but you know what 
some of them are really, really great. And um, you do them on your own time alone. You don't have to interact with anybody. And maybe that just buoys your confidence um, because you do have to do quizzes and you do have to, you know, stay accountable to the material that you're learning uh, and can refresh stuff that maybe was, you know, in the in the past, shakes off the cobwebs a little bit. And then once you get into the zone of, because you know what, if you haven't educated yourself formally for a while, it is a bit of a scary step. It's a mm -hmm. great big abyss out there. And if you hadn't done a whole lot of online learning or, you know, Zoom type of uh, synchronous, asynchronous learning, it's very different, right, than it used to be. So uh, I understand that that's a bit of a, a hurdle for some people to, to try to get over, but um, take those little baby steps do whatever you can uh, online. And then when you're ready, um, I highly recommend it that, you know, doing an online course there, it's a safe space. People right. are welcoming. Everyone comes from different walks of life. Um, and, you know, when I was doing that course, you're supposed to use situations in your current work to be able to build on projects. Well, I didn't have a job, so I had to be really creative. And, you know, people said to me, oh, we love that you just think out of your imagination. You know what? It's great. If you were to design this, you're just creating from what you thought would be an awesome situation as opposed to really focusing on something that was there. So you can really make lemons out of lemonade. Yeah. Uh, you know, it all just depends on your attitude. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you can hear it. You can hear it in you, Anjali. You can hear the just the complexity and the richness in like of experiences in you and what you have to share and what you have to add to any kind of environment. And it's something that we all need to remember, right? We're not defined by a title and a, by the place that we work. We're defined by our attitude, which is something that we can control. We're defined by our competencies, which we can also control, which ones we, we choose to play or grow or develop or not. So I mean, I know we're sitting here saying, hey, it's, you know, just go and do this. Um, you know, we've we've been there. We've had those teary mornings where the thought of picking up the phone or, or reaching out to someone and setting up a coffee meeting is is just almost insurmountable. So I love your comments about baby steps. Start slow. Put your bunny slippers on. Sit down in front of your computer. You know, do a LinkedIn course could be short, could be an eight minute course, could be longer, right? But it's a great, um, great place to start. It's almost like, and I know we're both proud Kines grads from SFU, but you know, when you're an athlete and you have an injury, you can't just jump back on your mountain bike and start hurling yourself down the hill. You've got to, you got to build yourself back up again. So, and you do that slowly. And, and you need those small, quick wins that uh, enable you to keep going, right? That enable you to take the next step forward. And so, um, you know, reach out to your network that trust you, that love you, that know you, um, your family, your close friends. You don't have to start with complete strangers, right? It, it's, it, it, you know, start in a place that you feel safe. Um, mm -hmm. There's tons yeah. of webinars out there too that, you know what, you can just sit back and learn and absorb the information. Zengler, uh, Zengler Folkman is a, a group that does amazing webinars on leadership and, you know, just on um, employee retention and, and, and training and onboarding. So anything that you would be interested in typically as, as a leader or a manager, really interesting webinars uh, and, and lots and lots and lots of information out there. You just have to find, you know, sort of what interests you, what triggers your, what triggers your brain. Um, but it'll enrich, it'll enrich your attitude and it'll enrich your place where you're at because really learning is what, you know, ignites those little brain cells in your brain. And yeah. when you've got that sort of positive energy, when you're being creative, um, I find that's the best place to start searching and writing and meeting people and um 
you know, you got to find ways that inspire that creativity. For me, one of them was, you know, getting out in the forest. I always felt so inspired when I was out running or biking or hiking, you know, like breathing fresh air, um, as well as talking to other people that are in different industries, my good friends, other people that I did the, you know, uh, my MBA with, like all of those people are, are sources of such positive energy. Um, and you got to get out of your own perspective. You got to, you, you know, it's it's not good to just live in your own head too long. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, you know, you talked about LinkedIn as a as a great place to go, LinkedIn learning. Um, one of the other things on LinkedIn as well is the LinkedIn events, which are, there are a lot of organizations that want you to come and sit in on a webinar. So you can use the search box to actually search for events as well that are, of course, all virtual that you can do in your your snuggy onesie bunny slipper outfit, whatever makes you um, comfortable. Um, so again, and back to learning, I know you you talked about this as something that um, is a way to get energy and learn new things. And the MBA, of course, as a graduate from the MBA, I'm sure you learned a ton there. What have you learned about yourself by going through this search? Ooh, wow, this is this is the Pandora's box, right? Um, so um, it's really interesting that uh, going through this process. You realize that you know maybe initially I was really driven by ego, and it's and it's okay to say that, and it's okay to come to terms with that to be like I was maybe on the quest for the title or the company that I thought had cool street cred or that other people would think was great. But who cares, right? Um, it, right. It's not about that at the end of the day, right? You you have to be happy for you, not because of what someone else may or may not think, right? So. Um, what I learned is it, it's it's okay to to not settle, right? You don't have to be a round peg trying to force yourself into a square hole. Um, and like you coached me, Howie, you know, be the discerning buyer. At the end, you know, right. towards the end, of, initially I was like, I can be anything to anyone. Uh, and then as I as I went down through the process, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't want to work with that person. Or no, that person's threatened by my leadership ability. Or no, you know what? I feel like friction. I, I, I don't care. I'm not going to compromise on my values to work at this job. I'm not also going to compromise on what, you know, I want to make on my salary, you know? Um, and it's okay to, to be like that. It's okay to not fit into a traditional box of a role that's posted on LinkedIn with all of the job descriptions of someone that wants you to be a unicorn or a rock star or a dead dinosaur or whatever the heck they want you to be. <laughs> um, you know, like it's, it's job, job descriptions. There's those still now like they're written they're they're I don't know what people are writing like fiction books about it um but it's really I, I learned so much it's really about the people right it's yeah. you have so much time in your life to work and what do you want to do what's the legacy that you want to leave right I want to work with great people um and I want to do things that align with my values and so I don't want to compromise on those really important things. So I'm not going to force it. I, I stopped forcing it. I stopped convincing myself that, hey, you know what? No, this is a good idea. I could do it. Um, or it's not right, but maybe. Because if it's a maybe, it's a no. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, as, as I, you know, continued down along the path of this process, becoming more confident as time went on, um, I realized, you know what? My skill set, my personality, they're unique. And that's okay. That should be embraced. That should be celebrated. I'm maybe not the traditional salesperson. Maybe I'm not a traditional marketing person. That's okay. Uh, there's somewhere out there for me. Um, and 
I needed to be honest with myself uh, about my motivation, like I was talking about that ego before, and and make sure that I was driven um, to make decisions for the right reasons, not not for money, not for title, not for notoriety, um, but for for a role, a place, an industry, a sector, an organization that I aligned with for the right reasons, ones that matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, clearly what you have not shied away from, Anjali, is is answering the tough questions, right? And and answering questions about yourself and using this opportunity to learn more about yourself during a really a really challenging time. Um, like I can remember, you know, going through I've been through unexpected job loss a couple times, and I remember being at the dining room table and just breaking down and my wife was like, look, Howie, this is, this is where you learn where the, where the bottom is, right? This is how you gain perspective in life by experiencing these really tough times. And it, uh, those were such, such wise words from my, my wife. And I, I hear that in you. I hear, yes, it's, it's been really, really tough. I've used it as an opportunity to learn, get a better sense of who I am, what I want, and to not settle on, on what comes next for me. And it's very scary. I know when you're in that dark place uh, and, and I had a lot of lows. I, you know, there was times I cried every day for a long time. Um, my husband was very supportive. My friends were very supportive. Yeah, um, yeah. But crisis always precedes transformation. Mm. So you, you can't get to a transformative place, like you said, with perspective and, unless you've been on the other side of it, right? It's not all just sunshine and roses and you just leap from one pot of gold to the next. No, you, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're in the pit of despair for a while, but that's, that's how you recognize um, the sun. You know, you can't, you can't have a rainbow without the rain. So it, 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 how many more cliches could I come up with? Um, but, but I've got a whole bag of them, but um, it's true. It's true that you don't really appreciate when you find the right thing and you won't even be able to recognize it unless you've gone through a bunch of the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so that, that full circle experience is, is really what becomes so eye opening. Um, and that that's your aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know, um, you've provided so much great advice and support through your own experience. Um, you know, with, we just could come into the end of our podcast, but I would love to hear from you. If you were to give some people some advice, what would it be on, you know, how to stay strong and, and what to do? So, you know what, when other people are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up, um, which is, uh, you know, what was what what I was going through, uh, I didn't really know what to apply for. It was a big void out there. Um, I answered these four questions. What feels like fun to me, but work to others? Mm. What makes me lose track of time? Where do I get greater returns than the average person? And what comes naturally to me? And so I would encourage you, the job seeker out there, uh, answer those questions. And it's amazing what you'll discover about yourself and about what you love to do. Um, because when you find that trifecta, that Venn diagram that intersects of what brings you joy, what you're good at, and what you could actually make money doing, that's, that's when you reach like the zenith of your happiness. Right. And, um, it, it I was it took a long time for me to figure out that those were the most important things that I needed to assess, not 
whether or not I had experience doing partnerships for a tech company or whether or not I'd ever done a go-to-market strategy for a CPG product in fake dairy. I don't know. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, I I will not discredit the importance of, of tactical advice, like making sure that your resume and your cover letter are current and up to snuff and that you are using the PAR method that you taught me for problem action results uh, as a way to structure your career achievement. Um, that tip of the five sound bites, uh, which is like little excerpts of, of sort of uh, key highlights from your career and achievements, great tool um, to help you with interview prep. Um, you know what, I took a bunch of interviews with companies for jobs that I knew that I was either overqualified for or I didn't really want anyway, just to do interviews, to prepare. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, I, I ended up working with, you know, with someone who's never asked for my resume, who never interviewed me. <laughs> so, but, the, but it doesn't matter that, you know, telling your story in a succinct way um, is, is never a bad thing. You know, get your elevator pitch like sold and down and in lockdown, right? Um, your network is your greatest strength. You know, it might you might want to sort of hide away from the world initially if you've you know suffered a job loss or you've chosen to taking yourself out of the job market and you just need a little bit of a timeout. I get it, um, but then go back out there and start. Like I said, with that that immediate circle, um, and it's amazing who is going to be out there to help you. People naturally want to help people that are asking for help. Um, and then last thing, you know, from a tactical perspective. Don't confuse being a LinkedIn influencer with with getting a job. You know, uh, there's a lot, you know, LinkedIn can sometimes be Facebook for pretend business people. Um, Make sure that you're not just posting for the sake of posting or that you're looking for profile awareness that doesn't necessarily get you hired, right? Um, But if you are someone that really likes sharing information, then power to you, that's your personal brand, build it, right? Um, And then from a self-care perspective, this process, it can be long. It can be lengthy. It can be taxing. Absolutely. Um, but you have to remember you're the one in the driver's seat. You can't keep at it 24-7. It's draining. So take breaks and be kind to yourself. Make sure that you're staying active. Make sure that you're getting outside. You're walking around. You're connecting with people. And you're not talking about looking for a job all the time. Um, be open-minded. You never know where you're going to find that opportunity. And it might look very different for you than what you thought it should be. So keep that open mind. Um, and listen to your gut. If your instincts tell you it's not right, that sniff test, it's not. Mm. You can't fool them. Um, and my last piece of advice for everyone out there, don't give up. But be patient. Yeah. Amazing. Anjali, thank you so much. You've provided a very nice balance between, um, you know, know thyself, be true to thyself, the the classic Venn diagram that you described, right? Market opportunities, what you like doing, what you're good at doing, as well as some tactical, some really, really um, tangible things that people can walk away from, right? Like it's not just going to happen without spending some time on resumes and your your pitch, your elevator pitch and getting those stories down. Um, I also really liked how you ended too by taking care of yourself, knowing that it it is more of a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, don't, don't kill yourself every day. Like, I know, I know, I mean, I know a lot of times we'd hop on our calls, Anjali, and you'd be sweaty or you would just about be to get sweaty, right? Like you'd be <laughs> heading out for some exercise and in the, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing way to sort of balance yourself out. So, uh, I know that the listeners were all walking away from 
from this session, this podcast with a lot of really great advice and probably a suntan from the radiant force <laughs> of positive energy. <laughs> you live and beaming through your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Angeli, thank you so much. What a great way to end our podcast. Season three, episode two. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Howie. Thanks for joining From the Peak. Peter and Howie look forward to exploring another topic with you soon and both wish you the best on your journey to the peak.